let's do this thing. You got your ears on? Got my ears on and my... Pedal uh, to the metal. And my CB CB kicking. My rubber band is tight. (laughs) I got the tightest rubber band in here. I don't like this at all. Welcome to Movie to Everybody. This is Dan bringing us in. And as you can hear, we're enjoying ourselves, enjoying CB talk as we watched a wonderful movie and had a couple of wonderful travel-related beers as we discuss and watch and enjoy Burt Reynolds and Sally Fields in their prime. And Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, 1977. Amazing. This is the film that probably... Launched trucker culture for the late seventies. Oh, you know it. Everyone had the mustaches. Yep. But you know what's gonna gonna launch the introductions is is me saying that this is Blake, your Burt Reynolds expert. Are you? And this yeah. is Brian, your CB lingo expert. There we go. We have this, uh, Brian. Tell us about this awesome book that's on the table here. So I found this great book at Goodwill probably three years ago. It sat on my shelf for three years. It's called The Official CB Dictionary. I never knew when I would need it, but tonight was that night. Yes. What? Tonight was that night. <laughs> tonight was that night. We were actually looking up stuff as it was being said during the film. And most of it's in there inaccurate. Yeah, yeah such as rocking chair, which means the position between the front door and the back door in a convoy, or the choke and puke. <laughs> Which, <laughs> which is a, a nice name for a restaurant. Yeah, yes. nice is the word I'd use. <laughs> yeah, right. So as, as normal, like, as mentioned, we had a couple of beers. We had um, this this film, if you aren't familiar, and there are a number of people who haven't seen it because it's an older film. It's from the seven. It's a classic. It's a classic. And it's a bootlegging film. So the guys are challenged to go pick up beer in Tarkana, uh, Texas. Texas, and bring it back to Georgia. And Within 18 hours? 20, 28 hours? 28 hours. It's a 10 Try hours it. each way, so there's not a lot of wiggle room in there. And and so I was like, all right, we need some beers that have something to do with travel. And I picked out a Matchless and a Via beer that have travel in the, in the name. So we'll get to that later on. But to get that, so it's like 10 hours each way. And with bulges in the right place, and a black <laughs> T-top Trans Am with a golden bird on the hood, this and a truck full of beer, Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds are keeping it real, because it's time to break the fourth wall, and you know smoking, and every scene is good for you. And it shows how dominant uh, CB culture is, and how it's really every man's mode of communication. And it is in this film. And CBs, might I add, were huge in the late 70s and early 80s. According mm-hmm. to the trivia I, I, uh, I peeked at, that got on a lot of truckers' nerves. Like, once this movie got big, every, like, every man, like you said, every just regular Joe picked up a CB radio, and then it went from this being this, like, just trucker-only thing. Niche, very niche, very yeah, used to, and controlled environment. To a bunch of, uh, like, squeaky-voiced teens talking about, a, hey, hey, who am I talking to? Can you hit your horn? Like... Yeah. yeah, man, I'm trying hey, to... Hey, you got your ears on? This is <laughs> this is tea kettle out here. <laughs> tea kettle. This, this yeah. is Mama's Toilet Paper Cozy. I, yeah. But I loved, I loved that, uh, like Brian pointed out, it is an everyman's thing. We see the, uh, the, the black funeral drivers, the hearse drivers for the funeral procession. We see the old lady who got stuck under some car. We saw the, uh, the Asian gentleman who was 
mistreated in this film yes. a little bit. Uh, we, we, saw, we, saw, we saw the the kids at the car show. Yeah, they were yeah. all into it. Yeah, all the old cars. And then the, there were the prostitutes on the side of the road with their trailer that they were... They're just working girls. Know, working, just girls working girls. At, hey, at a certain driving a truck is honest man's work. Mm-hmm. It is. So, Even so, if you're, you're transporting bootleg Coors Light yeah. across so state lines. We were looking at Sheriff Buford T. Justice... Boy, what a who is played by Jackie Gleason? Who wonderfully, I might add, like incredibly, he did an awesome job with this role. Like he nailed it. What a great bad guy! Not even a villain. Like just antagonist. What a he's great an, antagonist. He's not a villain. He's just trying to do what's right by his family. But by his son, who he keeps talking over and smacking. Yeah, and is clearly a moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A but, beautiful but moron. Not, not like a disrespectful of people with mental disabilities. No, just, no, he's, he's just, just an a idiot. He's dumb just, as a block of wood. Basically, here's the premise. Jackie Gleason's character is mad because Sally Field's character ran away from the wedding, like at the chapel. They had decorated the town in Texas. And but it was kind of a thing. forced wedding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a dancer, otherwise known as a stripper or dancer. That's why she had those it. nice gams. She did. Her name was Carrie in the film, and she really... Had her heart set in the right way, just not with the sheriff's son, who was also a sheriff, but the idiot of the group. <laughs> and it doesn't, I don't even have his name down here. I don't even, uh, so there's Bo Bandit Darville. There's uh, the snowman, or or what, is it, what was his name? Cletus. Cletus. Cletus Snow. Played by Jerry Reed. Uh, Jerry Mike Reed. Henry plays Junior. Okay, so Mike Henry plays so, Junior. So Junior. So just Junior was yeah. his name. Which, was, which is a thing in the South. Like, it's just, you know, call him. Because it's all, you know, they want that heritage. There's, to be, there's Bob and Bob Jr. So yeah, they, they want that junior. heritage to stick so they keep the same name. Mm-hmm. And then it, take, it takes too long to see the whole name. It's just Junior. Yeah. Now there's Junior. Or Big Enos and Little Enos. Big Enos, Little yes. Enos. Which is like a four foot tall guy and a six foot four tall guy. That's I like, loved those outfits. <laughs> Matching outfits all the way. And I could, I've never understood, like, who are these guys? Are they just like. They're just big time money people, man. Money, money they made people some money. On, they like to spend money. <laughs> money people down in the South. So the idea is they, they, had, they bought all this Coors in Texas and they needed it transported for the end of their race that they were sponsoring. Out in Georgia. Out in Georgia. And, you and it was illegal to transport cores into Georgia. Yes. And and for a number of different reasons. But you had to have a permit. And obviously, yeah, yeah. it's got to be legal by the state. And when the cops pull you over and you're hauling stuff, you have to show them your manifest, which got asked a lot. Yeah. Let pre- me see they use it manifest. pretty frequently. That's yeah. how they open the movies with the that handsome gentleman with the wonderful hair and the, the fashion style. And great style. shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The getting, a, getting pulled over by some cops. Some Smokies. Yes. Uh, uh, with a truck full of cores. I just kept thinking about how they loaded the truck. I've had to load a truck for jobs, and they always say you leave a little bit of space in the back. So there they was could, no space no, in the back. No, it was flat up against there, even when an a old bandit, um, breaking every OSHA rule I've ever seen, just driving that forklift around with his buddy, uh, a on snowman, the, on, on the forklift. Standing on it. Like, he's going to die. <laughs> Pretty much. And, you know, it's it like. It does they, fall over. They, they treat every. The mechanical side of this movie, the mm-hmm. physical stuff, the, yeah, the yeah. literal things that happened in it were secondary. I mean, they were. They're props. Oh, yeah. Literally it, it, everything in this movie is just a, a gag. It's a big, lighthearted adventure. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I have that. I, it, I guess it, it's big. It, it's all in support of the idea that, you know, CB culture is cool, and yeah. truckers are cool, and this yeah, is yeah, yeah. They're all the good guys. Every man needs to take back a good day's work and a good 
good day's job. And, and this and the cops aren't necessarily terrible, but they're certainly not the the ones we're on the they're side the same side drivers. of. They're not the best drivers. Not the yeah, best they're, drivers. They're, a bunch of squares. They're trying to keep the good men down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, and they never never treat they never really vilify. They're just treated like bum a little bit like the bumbling idiots. Yeah, kind of yeah. like in a Blues Brothers, just sort of dumb, you know, just not as good a driver as kind of dumb. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not terribly good drivers because uh, they kept wrecking their cars. Yeah, I think we got up to like nine or ten at uh, least. By the, by the end, it was in mid teens at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Lots of crash cars. I did like that we saw the uh, slight differences in all the uniforms. They got state to state because uh, Sheriff and- Buford T. Justice did not yeah. have a. a is it authority or what's what's the word? A jurisdiction in jurisdiction. a lot of the movie. Well, yeah. yeah. Once you're out of your own state, you have no jurisdiction. And the, and but the he cops kept were on like, chasing with that pencil thin mustache. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and and I would say that while seatbelts, I don't know if they were by law required to be worn in the. I don't, think that, the, I don't think that was until the nineties, right? No, no, it was eighties. Like, it was in the eighties. I feel like we've had so, this discussion really recently too. <laughs> like they're literally driving down backcountry roads at 120 miles per hour. They show you the speedometer. Like, oh yeah, yeah. To, they're, they're, they're kicking up a wearing, lot. They're just not wearing seatbelts. Sally Field like, is sitting in every position that would get her killed if they had a head-on collision. Yeah. I mean, they they. I, I will say, movie magic. As many things as they ran through, hit, jumped over, and shit <laughs> with that black Trans Am, it still looked pristine mint condition at the end. And I was like, okay. I'll, I'll try to find the actual like numbers, but part of the trivia is that this movie launched the Trans Am. It made it a huge deal. The way the DeLorean was a big deal after Back to the Future, sales had a huge uptick after this film because it looks cool as hell. It's clearly the coolest car, and this is the the yeah. And if you drive it, you get Sally Fields absolutely clearly. with that with that butt. Hell and then yeah. that sassy and that attitude, tight Jordache jeans. Well, they but, both wear tight jeans. You know, it's all about that's the bulges. Well, everybody's the right got tight place. jeans. Yeah, it's the seventies. Yeah. But this this movie did for the Trans Am what um, uh, Mad Max did for. The, I think they called the Interceptor, like that style of car. Where like, yeah. ooh, I want that. Oh, the Dodge that Charger cool. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just I people mean, saw it like that's really cool. This film, while the story is thin and the dialogue is half cb trucker it's far it's dialogue. fun and charming it is a fun charming film but burt reynolds there's no personality all right all right so appropriate for what age group because there's no nudity there's some interesting language yeah there, there's, there's some four letter words well they cut off they cut off the f word uh when uh, buford's uh telling yeah. them the, the guy says sorry for cursing oh yeah and you and he drives away yeah, yeah well, all right but burt burt reynolds is very forward with his oh yeah what he wants to do with Sally Fields. Well, double entendres. That's, it's all double that's, entendre, though. It's well, not straightforward. Yeah. I'm going to call you frog because you like hopping onto things. Why don't you hop onto me? Well, that's true. <laughs> all right. she, Are she we doesn't... now R-rated because of that? And then she doesn't make, like make seem to notice it. She just keeps going on. Yeah, she she's chucked like, right. for like well, a full minute a, and a half about, a her, about her life right. story. I'm, right. I'm sure strippers have heard worse. Well, yeah. Yeah. And there was But she was on Broadway for 12 minutes. I know, right? And... There was a I, lot of, oh, cops are really crooked and do stupid things in this movie. So it's really interesting that, like, again, making fun in a lighthearted way of, yeah, the, you know. The most police. violent people in this movie were some bikers. Yeah. Who didn't really yeah, look like. Yeah. They just looked like dudes in denim. Yeah. They, I didn't know they were bikers until the truckers ran over their bikes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I got you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was the most punching. 
Yeah, because yeah. all other, it was it was only actual like personal violence because everything else was driving through stuff, and it was just a lot of like smooth car stunts. Yeah, yeah. I, I so we'll have to look up how many Trans Ams did they go through in this three movie? three. Uh, wow. The director is saying by the end of the film they were getting they were like this one's about to crash out, <laughs> fall <laughs> apart. Were, yeah, yeah. They just made it under the wire. <laughs> yeah, and so to to drive. Nine hours one, nine hour. Well, basically ten hours one way and then ten hours yeah. back. They only showed them stopping for gas once. No, I will say, yeah, they right. should have stopped for gas back then. Gas mileage really sucked. I'm like, they would have been pulling over way more than that, especially if he's driving 120 all the time. He's gonna suck that. And those only had like 12 to 15 gallon tanks at the most. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, no, that, they probably couldn't no find way. a way in the script to make it as interesting. Well, they did all the talking in the car. Yeah. And the CB radio, the magic of CB radio, you could conversate with people from at least, what, four or five miles away? Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe three? Maybe more than three. Uh, yeah, they're not, not super powerful. Yeah, they, I mean, but they, all they've got is the car battery and the little machine. Yeah, the transmit receiver thing. Yeah. yeah. And no one was playing any radio. We heard three Jerry Reed songs a lot, but they weren't playing any yeah, radio. I mean, this, I was interested. So, we were talking about that. Like, the I guess they just only had like three songs for the lack of stopping. I think that's why they had so much. I don't know why they didn't just stop more often, keep that feeling of pressure that they've got to keep moving because yeah. they've got a really narrow window to get this done. Now there's like cops on their tail. And why are the cops on their tail? Because Burt Reynolds picked up a hijacker who was a, one, a runaway bride. Yeah. Who <laughs> changed out of her wedding dress in the car. This movie's amazing. <laughs> where where did you get that seat cover from? Yeah, the seat cover. There's, there's a lot of interesting <laughs> quotes from this that we could say. Uh, some of them very did not age well and not appropriate no. for this podcast. Which is like, <laughs> hmm. Okay, so from, from a historical perspective, yes. Definitely, if you've not seen this, if you are over the age of 30... I think you will very much appreciate this because you will understand and have heard some of yeah. the words and lingo yeah. used. Well, and if you're and under thirty, probably have no clue. I, I would also say, you know, Burt Reynolds is very much a, a cultural touch point, and this is kind of where that started. Yeah, I mean, he became a cultural hero, and and now he mm-hmm. shows up in Archer. Yeah, I mean, and, he's, yeah. He Ar- has Archer, the show Archer, has a whole season dedicated to these tropes of. Yeah transporting illegal goods in the show is cocaine because it was 2000 whatever and that's funnier i guess but it was him driving a trans am palin with pam they're doing a, a whole country music singer thing and then he's his mom's dating burt reynolds right yeah <laughs> and there's harmonica and uh, there's banjo harmonica. and all kinds of country music yeah and uh I, I let's let's do a shout out for Burt Reynolds. He's very charming in oh, this. He's sexy as hell. What you and, talking about? And I've got a per, personal anecdote about Burt Reynolds. What? Really? What? Yes. You were in L.A. for a while. I was so. in L.A. <laughs> so one of the shows I edited was History versus Hollywood, which Burt Reynolds was the voiceover narrator. What? Cool. And uh, we were at the recording session, and he and I got. Talking about jazz. He likes jazz. I buy that. Awesome. And I like Miles Davis. He likes Miles Davis. And he asked me if I if I had heard uh songs of uh is it Songs of Spain by Miles Davis? Yeah. And I said, No. In fact, I don't own it. And a couple days later, he mailed me a copy. Wow. I, I love it when So that's Burt Reynolds. He's a genuinely nice that's, guy. That's I love yeah. that stuff. Like pe- people who are like legit famous who are still just down to earth, like people. normal people. Yeah. They're just people. Well, some celebrities get beyond that and they get weird, but 
Sounds like Bert kind of kept it yeah. pretty, pretty regular. Bert was kind of cool. Yeah, nice. Okay. No, and and he is charming in this film. What, was yes, was he, he chewing gum the whole time he was talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> that no. funny laugh. And was he wearing a cowboy <laughs> hat? So here's the thing. Unless he's uh, he did have a, the stash. He unless did. he's doing a T two hundred or whatever. So <laughs> so the question is yes. is where where you are, listeners? How many bars and or tap rooms and or breweries have full life size <laughs> portraits or picture reproductions? We should have gotten some of, pub beers so we could shout them out. I, well, <laughs> there are places here in Portland you can find that playgirl spread of Burt Reynolds hanging uh, on a wall, uh, on a rug, out in all of his fuzzy glory. Uh, I mean, it's it's legit. Like we we have we haven't really shouted them out before, but there's because well, they, they're a bar, not a brewery. But yes. if you want a good cheap beer, they at the time of this recording, sell pub beer for three fifty a, a, a pint. Used to be three inflation. Yeah. Uh, advice booth on yes. uh, North Gay and Killingsworth. Killingsworth? Yeah. yeah, just right there, right off. Cute the little dive bar, a uh, fun little spot. Been there a few times. Well, more than a few times, but they they do have. I, it looks like it's painted on velvet too. It looks yeah. like it amazing. The face isn't really that well done, but you can tell what it is and who it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or you could go down to. Yeah. And this uh, is a brewery. Yeah, there's there's a, a brewery down on the east downtown side of Portland called Wayfinder. And if you go into the men's restroom, you will see a full life-size reproduction of that centerfold spread hanging in the men's bathroom, which is like, why would you okay, well, well oh, you know, it's come like, on, it's, it's the, really tasteful. It works man. for it works for the setting. It's it's, it's really man. nice. It's so amazing. I was like, and every time I go there with people, I was like, do you know what's in there? He's like, no. I was like, yeah, just go look and just look at the pee. wall. When you go pee, look to your left when you walk in. And they're like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, no. It's legit. He was a sex symbol, very much so in the 70s and early 80s. And even now into yeah, you know, he, the 2010s, he's aged well. Mm-hmm. The, oh yeah, you know in the 2010s, I mean, he he in Archer, he is a sex symbol. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. I mean in in the the more recent or recent er shows, TV shows that he was on. I mean he was that silver daddy everybody wanted. I'm like, come on. And Parvitz the, uh, the the just being charming and and quick witted. Like that's why Chevy Chase was such a big deal for a while. It was just tall, kind of handsome, but he's a very funny guy. And and Burt Reynolds is very funny. Uh, I was looking up quotes. Um, a lot of them I shouldn't say because I didn't realize they used the the F word a couple times. Well, yeah. yeah, after being given the handle of Frog by Bandit, she, she asks, why Frog? And he says, because you're always hopping around and you're kind of cute like a frog. And I'd like to, to jump you. It says to jump, like T apostrophe. Yeah. But he's to just, jump, the yeah. way he just delivers those lines, it's like kind of a gross line, but he's delivering just. Nonchalant. And yeah, would, nonchalant. Would, yeah. Like he's not th- overthinking. He's just, well, oh, yeah, whatever. What did yeah. the sheriff say to his son in the car? When we get home, remind me to <laughs> smack your mama upside the head. Because you know what? You're an idiot. Why did and I that's have part of why That's part of why we love the bandits so much, because every, like that character is hilarious, but he's so gross and just grimy. And he's apparently modeled after Reynolds' father. Wow, like really? he is uh, including him saying "some bitch" and uh, just those kind of mannerisms. Well, you you sure didn't sound like a tall man on the, <laughs> on the radio. Uh, oh, jeez, oh. I was like, damn. Uh, I feel like I'm back home. People talking like that. It's like, oh, it's yeah, that's like, not even casual racism. That's just nah, like straight up in your that face. That is I'm racism, like, yeah. and I'm gonna say it to your face because I can. But again, that just what? pushes how charming the bandit is. He's, I mean, he's a little crass with his uh. What was seat cover? Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, seat cover. Seat, seat cover, cover yeah. but like she holds her own. He doesn't talk down to her. He's not treating her like an object. He's like, this, this lady's all right. She's pretty cool. She can hold her own, whatever. He defends uh, defends her being there to a snowman. 
When he asked, like, why is she still here? Like, man, complications happened. Couldn't yes. be helped. And yes. she proved herself. Yeah, she was she, she was as good a driver as Burt Reynolds. Which she was almost. not most. But she kept trying to <laughs> two different separate instances of him trying to move seats and it just didn't work. Like, why is she? So she kept twice? driving. She kept driving. And, and avoiding them cops. Them yeah. smokies. No, them smokies. He even said, Bert even said in there, like, you you hang in. You you good for now. I'm good over here. Boy. They were apparently dating at the time. Were they really? Yeah. Wow. That's part of why she's in the movie. He he pushed for her to be in it because he thought she'd do pretty well. And I thought she did great. So yeah, chemistry before, was good. This mm-hmm. must have been before Kurt. Yeah. Because after this, she did Norma Ray. Yeah. Because she was, and part of the trivia was Sally Field saying, I'm kind of worried about this movie taking my career. But then she went on to continue acting phenomenally, obviously. She did a lot of good stuff. I mean, because it's, it's Sally Field. I mean, so I, I, I asked the guys, I was like, how late in. Mr. Gleason's career was this film, and he only made like two or three other films after this. There was a Smoking the Bandit two and a Smoking the Bandit three, and he was in two. Mm-hmm. And then there were like two other films after that that yeah. he was in, and then it's all just like reruns and stuff, and you yeah, know, best yeah. of, and yeah, that was it. He passed away not f- that long yeah, after that, but so he was fantastic. He was mm-hmm. in like as 70, the end of his career. This was yeah. a great film. He was in like seventy plus different properties. I buy that. He was, when I was looking at it, so <laughs> some TV shows, he was in over a thousand different episodes of some TV shows. Like, that's how prolific he wow. was. He was just on TV everywhere all the time. Yeah, he was a known dude. Yeah. So to have him help launch, and you know, I would say Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds are probably not complete unknowns in this, because no, Sally no. Fields is the title actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is first. I think that was the big draw is this is mm-hmm. one of her... Yeah, but th- this was leading, definitely a big blockbuster that helped their careers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. I mean, I... This, and I, it, it launched trucker culture, which yes. was a huge thing in the late 70s. There was All BJ and stashes. the Bear and Convoy. Right. Got that and, stash action going on. And, uh, you is- know... <laughs> The Ron, Ronco Trucker Song record. And, oh, yeah. And, and we did watch and do an episode for this film called Over the Top not that long ago. The, as far as trucker movies, trucker this one's movie? far superior. Well, yeah. But, but speaking of uh, CB culture, I'm gonna do a li- I want to do a little segment before we get to the beer, so see if you right. guys can guess what the terms mean. Oh, geez. Here we oh, go. here He's, it is. We have our little, bl- our little red book of CB terms. dictionary. Cur- courtesy of Brian uh, thinking ahead, what, three years? <laughs> <laughs> three three years ago, I knew I'd need it someday. Today's the day. Today is the day. Uh, so let's go easy. Rugrat. A kid? Yeah, yeah a small kid. child. Yeah. Not to be confused with the cartoon called Rugrats, which is about children. Baby bear. Uh, a deputy? Deputy sheriff? I think so. Rookie policeman. Yeah, rookie police, yeah. Deputy sheriff. Oh, they got belly up. That's fun. Flipped the car? Overturned car, yeah. Nice. Uh, just a couple more here. Uh, da, 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 da. 40 over. Like 40 over the speed limit? No. Like an old person? Loud and clear. Oh, 40. 40. So over 40. is over. the... Over. Okay, yeah. So 40 must be the loud and clear. And then yeah. over, over is when... So people... You, you pass off the I communication so. to the other person. Yeah. One more. Da, 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 da. It's a good one. Um, Shoes on. Shoes on. Shoes on. Shoes on. Don't know. That's an interesting one. Top speed. Example, we got our shoes on in the monster lane. So I guess like going as fast as you can, like hitting your, your car, get your car going as fast as it can go. Yeah, pedal to the metal. I mean, if you're going to skip those Smokies, man, go get your shoes on. 
Yeah. And also and, using linear amplifier. I don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that sounds made up. There was yeah, also that's... a phrase which we tried looking up, which wasn't in there, which was uh, rubber, stretch like a rubber band. Stretch or... like a rubber band. And my assumption was it's either like the timing belt reference where it's going as fast as it can and right, right, right. out, or the fact that they used chain and rubber mm-hmm. on the pedal the accelerator pedal to have it come back or forward. Like you had to push it down. Yeah. Yeah. So you're stretching the pedal the rubber, far yeah. down as far as it can. So pedal to the metal or stretch I, the I love, I love the, like the language that used to convey just different ideas. It's the same feeling as a uh, um, short order cooks. Oh yeah. When, it, when if I ordered like a, yeah, let me get a egg scramble, some toast and a, a side of a grits. Uh, let me get a two beat up eggs, a, a, uh, a burnt burnt bridge and, a, and like just the weird names they have for him to go. Here's what we need. Boom, boom, boom. Corn, corn beef and hash on toast would be shit on a shingle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Something like that. I, I I love that stuff. Just the the language that exists within a particular culture. Mm-hmm. It's it's English, but a lot of people don't know what it what, means. What what what's kind of fascinating to me is that most of the terms in the CB dictionary or the film we kind of recognized. Yeah. But I think it's because it's entered the the, the terminology. Oh, yeah. 10-4. Ten, ten I've said 10-4 at work. And, and I think maybe when this movie came out, before kind of trucker movies were a oh. thing, not everybody knew this. This was kind of their entree into that world. Nice. I like that. That makes sense. It's it's hard to remember because this is the first time I've seen this movie. And I was born in '84, so you'd think I would have like come across it before now. But it's interesting to like see a movie from late '70s. I have to remember they don't have cell phones. They oh yeah, there's yeah. not going to be CG like oh, big open areas. That's just that was normal. There yeah. weren't like a million little stops to stop by. It was just open road for a while. This was this was literally complete physical. Yeah, no green screen. No practical, uh, no practical effects. No practical. Or only, only, right? Only practical effects. Well, so it's so when you say practical, you mean like there was no explosions. Yeah, it, it, oh, it, it oh, was yeah, stunts. Yeah. It, was it was all stunts. Oh, yeah. Okay, stunts. okay. And, yeah, agreed. And dialogue. And they did speed up the film to make some of the driving look faster. Not as many scenes as I expected, though. Yeah. It was like yeah. maybe two or three shots. From the standpoint of back in the day, you could make a film with a lot of, with cheaper. Oh, yeah. This couldn't have cost that much other than the fact that they broke a bunch of cars, you know, damaged them and Which, stuff. Which, yeah. And they had to close down highways in order to, you know, shoot, shoot the film. The film. Yeah. I always forget about that, yeah. Now, I guarantee you they didn't have to shut down very much because I don't know if you've ever driven through the western end of Georgia or Alabama. It all pretty much looks the same and acts the same. And there's, yes. They, they did some reshoots in Southern California. There were some... I'm I'm sure they found Four some lane? some freeways under construction that weren't open yet, yeah. and they just uh, shot yeah. there. Four lane divided highway, uh-huh. two lane. So four lane free. What well, is it? So four lane highway. You no, know, four way freeway, two lane highway, e- or two lane freeway. I I don't remember. So one is one is it's if it's divided, it's one, and if it's not divided, it's another. I think freeway is not divided. Divided is freeway? I, I think it's freeway. think yeah. so? So freeway. Yeah. So then the highways are going to be the two-lane roads that they travel a lot on through the towns. And That's, you just, yeah, it feels were, right. Like state roads. Yeah, so yeah. state yeah, roads. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are all, and, and the reason the terminology is different, it's based on where the maintenance comes for the, where the funding comes from for the maintenance of the roads. The building oh. and maintenance either is a federal funded or a state Oh, funded. that makes sense. Yeah, that's why it's called state road versus highway. 
And and let me tell you, on either of these roads, you don't want to drink and drive. You don't. But we do want to drink and podcast. Yes, we do. Which we did today. Which we are doing right now. Oh, fist bumping on don't that one. Don't call it out. I'm calling it out. Because that's <laughs> now, awesome. Now we leave sound it, nerdy. Na, leave an oh, air of mystery. Geez. Oh, no. Now we'll sound nerdy. Leave an air of mystery. Mystery. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we had we a couple had of beers. beers. We had two beers yeah. with this film. Because the film's only, it's less than 90 minutes long. I mean, this is a fast film. This is... There are parts where, and this isn't a, a rag on the film, there are parts where it felt longer. Yes. I think because there's a lot of just like driving and just, it, sitting, I'm so used to a movie with so much happening. I forgot that 70s films like to take their time. Yeah. Yes. And but anyway. So there were, there was Budweiser, many reference to Coors, Stroh's. Oh, there were Stroh's. I would say at least one of the beer, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it was Milwaukee's best. There was a Coca-Cola. There was Coca-Cola. Yeah. There was like Ice Band was drinking. Mm -hmm, Yes. mm -hmm. There were a lot of references (laughs) to product placement and products. Not as much as Back to the Future, but Allied Van Lines. Allied Van Lines. Right. Right right in your face. So it's like, again, it's like I'm paying you to put my product in your movie that's about breaking the law. It's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, but it's the rebel outlaw. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for a good reason. People should get to have Coors Light in in Georgia. At the end of a race in Georgia. Yeah. We had a couple of interesting beers. I actually think they're both really good and went well with the movie. I would agree. um, Spoiler alert for the next next 10 minutes. Like (laughs) I I would agree, yeah. All right, so the the first one we had, and both of these were purchased and provided uh, from Mac Wine Cellars, which the the now late now not no longer open. Yeah. Uh, we bless ourselves and Tim and Petra f- to the beer gods and prostrate ourselves. And I'm going to pour one out for the homies you. around the table. It's like <laughs> not thank on you. the CB dictionary. Yeah, no, don't do it on that. <laughs> I'll pour it on Dan's <laughs> laptop. <laughs> let's let's say thanks to the beer gods for giving us some good mm-hmm. beers for this episode that weren't heat struck or light struck or just crappy. So both of these are really nice beers. We yes. Had, uh, the first one was Matchless Brewing, which is out of Washington State. And we have had Matchless before, but this one is called Rainbow jet plane the, and it's got a really interesting the can's great the can looks like yellow submarine art. it does look like yeah it's kind of like an acid rock but with yeah. an airplane yeah. on it mm-hmm. my intention was to find two beers that had either the name or the can was related to travel in some way and so this being the first one with a jet plane on it and it's travel and it looks pretty and it's a cool it's cool it's like a great can so this is 40 ibu uh 6.4 ibv so ipa oriented and not and it's kind of hazy now you did air quotes when you said ipa uh so again, it's either a pale ale or IPA. Anything above six percent is an IPA. Anything below six percent is a pale ale. Okay. It doesn't matter how hoppy it is or bitter it is. It's the alcohol percent is the delineation and between the two. What was this one? So this one is six point four. So it is an IPA, but IPA. it is also juicy in that Nelson Savon, Eldorado, uh, Muteca, and Nectar. There is some weird names here. I do have no idea. But this had uh, just simple. Malt, pills and malt, that's it. So you have this kind of what what you would call a juicy hop approach in the flavor profile, but kind of a thinner body, which I appreciated. But enough it was of really that, thin, yeah. But enough of it to kind of satisfy, oh, okay, this is a nice beer. So really easy drinking beer. Yeah, and, it, and I would say that both Dan and Blake finished this beer pretty quick. Yeah, we had to split the fourth can because I was like, Oh wow! Good thing Aaron wasn't here because we totally drank that way too it, fast. It's really—I yeah. mean, it's really tasty. They, they were done with this beer about a third of the way through the film. Yeah, so that's yeah, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, we're uh, slow sipping, but still to try and honor uh, Aaron's uh, radio voice. 
Drink matchless beer. Rainbow Jet Plain India Pale Ale with hops. Nectaron, Moteca, Nelson Sav- Savon, and El Dorado. Grain Pilsner Yeast Flagship. What is a ye- flagship? That's the brand of yeast? So, so flagship is the name of the Imperial yeast that they use. So Imperial is a is a yeast production company that's based out of Portland, Oregon here. Oh, uh, okay. And, and it's one of their, it's their flagship. A lot of breweries use it because it just, it works really well and doesn't add a lot of flavor to the beer. Other than just a standard, you know, IPA or pale ale or a pub beer kind of vibe. Okay. Kind and then a, to, Kind of a neutral yeast. It's very kind of neutral, yeah. Okay. And then to uh, wrap up, descriptors, bright, juicy, full spectrum. Yeah. So it, it Which does... Which basically Dan said already. <laughs> the, the flavor profile, again, the hops give it a little bit of dry, acidic resin. I got a lot of the dry. I got a lot... It, it felt yeah. like... Uh, was, like As dry. I was drinking, I thought, I'm going to want a water, not just to keep yeah. hydrated, but like it's, I'm feeling... It's going to dry your mouth out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like kind of almost grapefruit pithy, kind of like it's sucking it from your your mouth a little bit. But it's it's a really... It, it did have some linger on it. And both of these actually had some... Both of the beers we had had some lingering flavor profile, which is not a bad thing. I like that cranberry song. Uh, let him linger. Did you have to let it linger? Did you have to? Did you have to? Did you have to? Uh, so, I feel like this matched the movie because it tastes like something you'd have at a barbecue. Yeah. Like, this is a good warm weather beer. This film, I assume, takes place during the summer. They never really say, but it's like nice weather. There's a little bit of rain. Yeah. I feel like uh, I, yeah. could, I could watch all the smoky yeah. movies and drink these. <laughs> Right, it it went down easy, and yeah. the movie kind of goes down easy. It really does. There, there, you know, it's it's a little fun to watch. You don't have to think too hard about anything. It's just entertainment. Yeah, it's just entertainment. And this beer was just an IPA. I mean, it's it, it's it, a tasty it's, drink. It's clean. The flavors are not off putting. It's not too strong. It's not too weak. The malts are there, but not. Not stupidly there. I mean, it's a pilsner all. They're there, more thin cracker, and that's why the hops kind of stand out a little bit more on that one. So what about the second one? So the second one was called Next from Via Beer, and Via Beer is here out of the, the it's south of Portland, but it's it's brewed here in Portland. I've never know, I've never heard of Via before so, today. Yeah, they've been around for a little while. So this is one of the guys cool. that he struck out, or didn't strike out, he... Left one of the bigger beer producers uh-huh. here in the in the market and opened his own place. And he shares brewing space with a bunch of other breweries. So they there's four or five what you call nano breweries that share brewing equipment that don't have their own brewing equipment. So they're basically they're oh, kind of like yeah. what you call vagabond brewers. I don't know if he has if these guys have their own place right now. They might. But back in the day when they first opened, they were using someone else's equipment. Dan, this that feels really appropriate with the movie since we got to see like every piece of Americana using the CB radio. These guys are all sharing a space, making doing something they love. I, I feel like they reflect. Collaborating to let Smokey and the, and the well, the bandit get through the Smokey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're all sharing space, get, make, making sure that uh, good beers get, uh, get created. So this is using Mosaic Incognito, Crystal, CTZ, Mosaic Cryo. So the Mosaic Cryo is going to give it, as I smell the can. <laughs> I was going to narrate it, and then you just went and sniffed the microphone. I love it. Yes, now I'm sniffing in the can, because uh, I have one open in front of me. Cryo hops are used to give you aromatics. They're used as a secondary Is that the only reason you use them, is for the aromatics? That's it. They're, oh, they're going to wow. give you a little bit of vegetal, which this does have. I mean, you can taste that there are hops in this. You can taste that there oh, yeah. are... This is this is not a low hop beer. 
I, I would assume that the hops are going to be way above 60 IBU because there's such a huge bouquet with them layering all these different types of hops in it. Let me check with the CB radio. It says bouquet, it means. Bouquet. <laughs> this is a bouquet. So I've used Mosaic and Crystal and CTZ. So CTZ is a combination of different hops. The most recent beer that I made, I made with um, Citra Wait, was cryo this, hops. Was this the... Not not the stout. Not the stout. The one before that. So oh, okay, IPA yeah, that yeah, I made yeah, yeah, yeah. had that one's, citra, that one's too. citra, and it still six months later still smells really bright, which is crazy because it's like old. This beer is not necessarily fresh. It still holds up. You smell it. It smells like a hot bouquet. This beer could survive being transported in a uh, unrefrigerated truck. Unrefrigerated truck. Yes, we've uh, talked about that. The more hops are in it, the better. Two it. next step. Uh, two seventeen twenty three. Okay, so so February. Fe- wow, yeah, that's so over six months. It is over six months old. So it was refrigerated it the whole time. And Tim and Petra treat their beers right when they get them. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, so they they were closing down, and I bought a bunch of their beer because I was like, I feel really bad, you guys. Are, I bought some of their beer because I don't have the same income. <laughs> and I was like, let me <laughs> let me acquire some of this. And so yeah, I have some older beers, which is going to be interesting to try now with the podcast and seeing how these <laughs> well, things have. Let's up watch Bicentennial. Well, wait a second. Let's watch Bicentennial Man and then we'll drink an old beer. Yeah, there's no... I was looking for a date stamp earlier on the Matchless, and the Matchless doesn't have anything printed on the bottom of the can. Yeah, so, I've oh. got to say, I actually like this beer better than the, really? than the first one. I, I agree with you. I think... I think I'm, the, in, I'm in the minority. I, I actually uh, felt that was a little more bitter than this. And and we know yeah. I don't like real hoppy beer. Yeah, that's true. But I will say the art on this can, the Via can, I don't really like it. Yeah. It's very geometric, um, whereas the other one has some travel vibe to it, some yeah. yellow submarine looks. And yeah. th- this is kind of like just a repeating pattern. It is. Kind of kind of boring to Waveform, me. This looks like the cover, yeah. like the uh, label for a wine, maybe. Yeah, or, or, maybe. or like a fancy liquor. Yeah. So it's it's capital N, lower E, capital X, capital T. And I don't know, and maybe New England? I don't know if they're Possibly. trying to say New England style West Coast. Yeah, but it says like, West Coast IPA. I know. That's why I'm confused. Like, why did they do that? But I enjoyed this one better. Newer than the first England. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I gotta go with the first one over what? this one. I mean, I like both. They're both great. Yeah, they they both match the film very well. The yeah. the other one had more of the. Uh, I didn't realize until Dan mentioned the grapefruit pithy. I do like a grapefruit pith to my uh, yeah. to my beers. And the second I one didn't really have that. No, nah, like it was good. Like I liked it, yeah. but didn't have anything that stood out to me. Didn't really like click. I thought, eh, this is fine. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, both. It was good. Really, the first one's good enough. I drank one and a half. <laughs> yeah. So both really really good beers. And, and oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggest if but, you're gonna watch this film. Get some popcorn because this is definitely this a is pheno- a phenomenal popcorn yeah. movie and and have one of these beers rather than a Coors I would yes. recommend yeah, yeah if you're gonna not get one of these something light something easy to drink just and if you need a basic beer get a pub beer yeah yeah, yeah that way you're supporting nice ten barrel who's been purchased recently by a, a cannabis yeah. company so hell yeah it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out with them and Widmer and some other properties that are part of that package pretty cool we digress anyway. but uh <laughs> oh, you mean speaking the thing we... of packages burt reynolds <laughs> i know there's bulges all in the right places and wrong places in this film you can't you just can't help yourself but look i'm sorry but when you have jeans it's, it's like a like well that, it's like a painting that draws your eyes to a particular point of the painting <laughs> yes. the vanishing point Ain't yes. <laughs> oh, nothing vanishing about and, the and, jeans. And, and nothing's <laughs> vanishing here, buddy. No. My question is: Is 
favorite quote of the movie and favorite scene? Because there were some really good quotable quotes from this that some are not necessarily appropriate for a podcast that's all ages, but you know. I can say for favorite scene, it was when Sally Field, uh, Carrie was getting changed underneath her, her wedding gown and uh, a bandit had the CB just going and, you know, just holding up to her as she's talking, having no idea what's happening. And when she sees she's like being, you know, broadcast. CB'd, she's like, oh, what's going on? No panic, no nothing. She's okay. just, oh, okay, this was happening. I, I didn't expect, you know, I didn't know what to expect leaving my wedding. I, I'm cool with whatever. I just loved how charming she was in that moment of, oh, okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> the simple fact that he just slammed on the brakes, pulled over, and she jumped in the car, like... <laughs> What the hell? I'm sorry. What is she thinking? The 70s. The 70s were a little bit different. They were crazy different. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, you can get away with that back then. Not as, so much as far as that. favorite quote, um, probably Bandit listing more like more gear once he saw how much money they were counting out, like and a new car for blocking. And I'm gonna need this too. And I'm a faster need, car. And a fast car. We're gonna need a different a truck. We're gonna need space for my friend's dog. <laughs> just get yeah, listing yeah. stuff. Yeah, Brian. Any thoughts? Yeah, my my favorite scene was when uh, the bandit was talking to uh, Jackie Gleason, the sheriff's character, and drove right by him. And then Jackie Gleason steps on the gas, and it turns out <laughs> his car is jacked up, and so he crashes into another Cadillac, and his idiot son-in-law <laughs> falls on front of the 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 hood of the car. That was by far my favorite. That's yeah. a, such a good scene. Good sight gag. Yeah. So I would say that Jackie oh, Gleason. Daddy. I don't know how much. Oh, input, I don't know how much input he had on on the production side of the house. He and, he pitched a lot. Like that scene yeah. where they meet in the uh, the diner briefly, but he doesn't know who the other one is. Yeah. Uh, Bandit like wipes up his mess with more like Coke or whatever. <laughs> that was pitched by Gleason. So, that was Gleason saying, we don't have any scenes where you interact with each other directly. How about this? Yeah, so I think you had said, or somebody had said while we were watching this and looking up trivia that literally, or maybe I read it on IMDb, all of his lines are improvised. Yeah, like pretty none, much all of them. Gleason's, shows what an artist Jackie Gleason yeah. was. Yeah. Including what a pro. his dialogue and talking to people and what he would say as a Southern sheriff, he knew exactly what that was. Oh, yeah, and yeah, portrayed yeah. it exactly. And it's like, wow, you really did your homework here. Or just know intuitively what it Man's should proud. sound like. And how the, the, I mean, it sounded real. I mean, that's the great thing about this movie is while it might have been filmed in California, but parts in, of it, yeah, and not in Georgia or Alabama, it definitely had a more true to the Southern approach to society, yeah, and how sheriffs thought of themselves and acted, and so on and so forth, as it's portrayed on movie and TV. There is a little bit of a, a dick measuring when it cut when the various sheriffs all interact. Like yeah. the first one we meet, where, where he says, "I'm Sheriff Buford T. Justice. I'm after this this, uh, this criminal." Uh, and that guy responds, you said from Texas? Yeah, you're out of your jurisdiction, man. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? Well, you get out of here. <laughs> you, doing here? You, you leave this to us. We'll take care of it. And then they don't <laughs> for the rest of the and movie. And then they wreck. <laughs> a lot of cars. And he says that. He's like, you guys couldn't stop. What did he say? You couldn't stop something. Um, um, oh, boy. Like some one of the southern, roadblocks. Some southern thing. You couldn't just, stop a, an elf. Dang it. Yeah, it was so it was so it perfect. Was it was on a good point. One. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, and if that's improvised, like it was he's perfectly just in character as he's doing it, it's like, wow, he was a really phenomenal person that knew how to mm-hmm. work it, especially when it's just his voice oh, versus yeah. you see the scene and he's yelling at them over the over the CB. 
the CB that no one pressed any buttons down for. <laughs> no. I mean, there was a few times you saw them move their true, thumb true. to press the I'm talking now. So as you know, people, if, you, if you've never used a CB radio, it's one way. No one else can talk when you have it pressed down in your speaking. You will only hear the one voice, the first thing that got pressed down. So when he says we're going to jump channels, it's because there's going to be a lot of chatter on there and we're not going to mm. be able to communicate plus somebody else is going to be all of them cops are listening in on their CVs. You know, I've, if they made this movie today or if they could have done it again, I kind of wish we heard more random chatter. Like, yeah. I kind of wish we heard more just like stuff happening, but then you wouldn't get all the dialogue between Burt Reynolds and Sally Field. You wouldn't have. It would be hard to lineate I, it. Okay, I haven't seen this in years, but I think that's the way the, the film Convoy starts. It's a bunch of trucker chatter. Oh, hey, rubber ducky! This is a uh, this yeah, is yeah, T Kettle. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. your ears on. I got the pedal tune metal, and I'm heading mm-hmm. down ninety one. Yeah, or what? That'd be a perfect way to start the movie. A movie title convoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, exactly. Okay, so in coming next th- week on movie and a beer convoy. <laughs> so this is in, all we're doing now. It's, it's, it's yeah. CB yeah. and a beer, trucker <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. So, any other thoughts on this before we try and close it out? Um, it's a good film. I'd say check it out if you've never seen it. It's worth watching. It's this would be a great movie to put on your uh, little LCD screen for your kids oh, as you're yeah. a long road trip <laughs> with no volume. With this no just volume. have to watch it and figure out what's going on. Yeah. I've mentioned for other movies, if I ever owned a bar or a brewery, I would have movies just playing behind me on like a projector. This would be one of them. Yeah, just easy watching. You'd be hanging out if you're meeting friends and they're not there yet. Just watch Burt Reynolds driving around Georgia. Yeah, this, this is I, this is a great movie. I yeah, it's not except my, for a little language, it's definitely a little bit. Yeah. But it ages PG. very. It's it, very. It PG. ages better than a lot of other seventies movies. It Absolutely. aged way better. I mean, there were some inappropriate racial connotations tropes. to it. A couple yeah. of se- a couple of scenes. The Jack, really bad. Tropes. Jackie Gleason says uh, the the three letter F word uh, uh, GD. I guess he says one, but the truck kind of drowns it out. So yeah. a lot of the language comes from him, I think. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. I mean, it, this is He's no different. This is, it's not terrible. Nah, if, nah, you, nah. if your kids have access to cable, cable TV. South Park is worse than oh, this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they say microb. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think this is going to wrap up our episode. If, you know, all of the opinions expressing in the taping this recording of those of the hosts. I want to shout out to... Mac Wine Cellars for giving us great beers over the last six years. Pouring uh, one out for my homies on, on Brian's book. Yeah. Uh, for for those that are our usual listeners, thanks for hanging in there and, and listening in. And and you should definitely hydrate while you're watching this. Because nobody wrote, in this movie hydrated and they all no. dehydrated. And, and then Dan put in some banjo music. <laughs> <laughs> there's banjo music and there's what, music. what would dehydrate mean in, in CB lingo? I don't know. Run out of gas? Yeah, don't burn out of sure. gas. This, this old truck, this old, uh, this old Betty's about to dehydrate if you get my meaning. There you go. All right. All right. This is Blake singing the entire song of Eastbound and Down. Bang on down. This is Brian telling you to keep your pedal to the metal. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Tire, scr- tire screech noise. <laughs> Joker in the deal of the car.